This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is David Grace. Coach Grace is an experienced and seasoned Division I basketball coach. We talked in today about being a great follower, perfecting your process, perfecting your checklist, and how to love seeing others succeed. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's, it's uh, quite an honor, uh, especially to be able to uh, talk to you and, and, and then talk to the rest of the people down in San Antonio. You know, it has a special place in my heart, uh, being a military community. Yeah, no, we, uh, we, we, take, we take some things seriously down here. And, uh, you know, one is family. Second is our, our Mexican food, uh, yes. military people. We, we, we hold them in high regard, those who have served. And so thank you for your service, first of all. And, well, and then you. we take fiesta. I mean, we just take so many things when it comes to people and relationships seriously. Uh, that's why this is really a family-oriented type city. Smallest, the smallest big town I think there is in America. And uh, yeah. so, so I appreciate you saying those things, Coach. Now to get started. Well, thank you. Yeah, now to get started, Coach. Uh, how are you introduced to the game of basketball? You know, when I was a little kid, my father, he's a, he was a sports fanatic. He still is. Uh, uh, so I was introduced probably when I was, as soon as I could walk, probably even before that. So wow. basketball was always important in our life, um, baseball, football. You know, back then we played all three sports. We didn't specialize. But um, my father kept me in, in athletics and um, to keep me out of trouble and uh, he's still a big fan today. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I mean, you uh, some some of us we bloom late, some of us bloom early. Uh, but I think athletics overall, because I, I serve as an athletic director too at a local high school, and uh, okay. you know I'm big on participation. And like you said about not specializing, I'm big on I like as I coach basketball, right too. And so I like basketball right. players that come in that play football because they're not crying right. about contact and all that actually helps them to focus. But, you know, those are the things that I think uh, there needs to be kind of a uh, paradigm shift where kids are playing yeah. all sports, man, and, and really, uh, really getting that well-roundedness. So, yeah, I hear you, Coach. Now, yeah, um, I agree. what was your experience like as a player? You know, I was I was pretty decent. You know, I played at the high school level, and uh, I was offered. You know, I went to three different high schools in three different states because of my stepfather was in the military. So back then we didn't have AU, so it was hard. And then obviously no internet. You know, I'm I'm 55, so um, you know we we it was word of mouth, and um, and I was going to. Um, Somebody seen me play. Um, I was going to walk on at Northwestern State in uh, Louisiana, and uh, uh, my mom talked me into joining the military instead. So 
so um, because she wasn't going to pay for the for the college fees, and I didn't know about Grand Aid. So yeah, so I, I I joined the Air Force and played base level basketball all the way up to I was probably thirty five. Yeah, you know, here again we previously before getting on we talked about you know I have a lot of experience with the Air Force and and had spent a lot of time on base on post getting uh getting some workout in the gym too with those base teams, man, that's some serious stuff. That ain't no joke yeah. that, you know, some people yeah. would hear that and think uh, a bunch of, bunch of servicemen just trying to get their wiggles out. No, nah, man, those dudes could play. I mean, I, I walked out of that gym sad a couple of times. Yes. Um, base level um, basketball, especially back then uh, was very high level. There was former, obviously college players that joined the military. So it was, you know, if you were on the base team, we, there's no problem us winning Division One games against other Division One teams if we played against them. There, it was yeah. that that type of level of basketball. Yeah, seen it firsthand. Coaching was always yeah. good, man. To go in and go go on post, get a game, see what happens, get better. You know, yeah, the good stuff, man. When you said that, it took me back, took me back to <laughs> to, to those times and having have, just having a good time too, because stories fly around. Good stories. Some, some not maybe not can't repeat, but just a lot of good stories flying around, man. So, coach, very true. Yeah, were you the kind of player that you would have liked to have coached? Yeah, yeah, because I was going to listen. You know, spending twenty years in the Air Force, you know, you learn how to be a great follower, and uh, you know, so you know, I would, uh, I would have loved to coach myself because I was, I was going to give everything I got. And I was going to listen to the coach. I was going to make sure our teammates were doing the right things. Uh, I was like a coach on the floor anyway. So um, I played point guard. And uh, so I would have loved to coach myself. Yeah. I like what you said there about being a great follower. All of, you know, especially when you, when you jump into the military, you know, you're torn down, built back up to an extent. You know, different, right. different branches have different, you know, uh, ways of doing that. However, right. you're taught you want to be you're going in to be taught leadership, but you're also being taught followership. And I think Thank that you. is so important. Before you get authority, you have to learn how to be under authority. So I really like right. that and be a great follower. That's good stuff. Now, coach, Thank you. yeah, who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession? You know, I I was um I got stationed, I uh, took assignment to Turkey and then afterwards I got stationed in Hampton, Virginia in Langley Air Force Base, and um, my supervisor at the time, uh, he, he gave me my responsibilities the first day I was there. And afterwards, he had a coaching um, uh, plaque on the wall, and I had coached my son in the, in the YMCA, the five-year-old YMCA, and I received the same plaque. So I was just making small talk, and, um, you know, I asked him, I said, do you coach? He said, oh, yeah, I coach for Bull Williams AAU program, one of the best programs in the world. Uh, in the country, I mean, and, um, you know, I, he coached the 12-year-olds and he was looking for assistant coach. And he asked me to be his assistant coach. And um, and that's where I started, really. That's where I started getting serious. And, uh, you know, later that summer they had a, a – Boo Williams had a 17 and under tournament. He still has those tournaments to this day. And all the college coaches came and uh, – you know, I had like a daydream and you know, watching the, watching the games, and you know, I wanted to be be a Division One coach and then a Division One head coach. So that's where the dream started back in 1997. Wow, that's great stuff, Coach. Like 
my 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 the beginning stages of my coach career start off with four and five year olds at the CYO level, and yeah. you know, twenty five years later, I'm here, you know, with high school kids and doing the best I can. But you always look at you always go back to those times of like, man, how did I get here? You know, how did how right. did how did I get into this calling, this passion, this uh, this joy? How did I, how did I get here? And when you look back, I think it really brings to mind, you know, it rejuvenates you and that you re, you rekindle a certain fire too. So that's why I always ask that question because I just, I think it's so great to kind of go back and reflect on that. So man, good stuff. Boo right. Williams is a good place to start too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. And he took a liking, he took a liking to me. So you know, once he told me I could be a division, he thought I could be a division one college coach. Uh, no one could tell me anything different. So he was yeah. a great motivator. Yeah, he could have told you that if you slept in your garage, you could be a car. You probably believe him too. I mean, <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> very convincing when a man of that stature tells you you have that potential to be a division one coach. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's really good. Somebody speaking into your life like that as well. That's it. That's great. Now, coach. That's it. Do you, do you recall a memorable moment of your first experience as a coach like that you knew, like, okay, I'm in it. Here I am. This is it. Um, you know, I, I was coaching. Um, I got assignment out to Phoenix, Arizona, and um, uh, I was coaching AAU. And we took a team, uh, became a coach of the Arizona Magic, which, uh, um, you know, became one of the best uh, AAU programs that ever come out of Arizona and we took a team over to California and in LA and we we beat everybody there and that's that's when I kind of knew that I that my dream could possibly come true because that was at the 17 year old level and um, people were taking notice and um, uh, we had a great group of kids and and we went on to win a lot of a lot of you know I had a lot of success with that group and uh, a couple kids went on to play in the NBA and uh, that's when I, I really knew that hey this dream it could become a reality yeah no that's those things like man, here again you're talking about Arizona Magic Ito you know Compton Magic kind of all that yeah that, that's here again you go from Bull Williams to that I mean you're you're sitting in a good spot as far as, especially as far as AU basketball is concerned. But also, yeah, I was. Does, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, we, no worries. I, I, I wanted to share a story with you. Um, you know, to, for me to be able to start with Boo Williams and then go over and, and obviously coach for the Arizona Magic, then ultimately coach for the Compton Magic. And like you said, Ato Bruno Emmer, who runs the Compton Magic, he and I were talking last night. And this is longevity. Um, he's got probably arguably the best AAU program in the country right now. And yeah. he's been doing it for 20 years. And Boo Williams is in the Hall of Fame. So I couldn't ask for, for my path to be any better because you don't get anywhere without other people's help. And, sure. and both of those guys, both of those guys have helped me greatly. Big facts, coach. Big, big facts. Like you said something that I think a lot of coaches need to wise up to sometimes is. I don't care how talented you are, how much you know the X's and O's, how personable you are. You do need somebody in your corner advocating for you, multiple people. I mean, you don't ever get anywhere on your own, like you said. And that just so uh, that's very humbling to hear that because that's uh, 
so very true for all of us. And like I said, those of you listening, if, if David Grace has to understand that, you got to understand that. You know, if, if uh, the coach down the street at your local high school has to understand, you got to understand that because that's so true. Like, we all need people, and it's so important right now in society especially to understand that our fellow man, we never know who you're going to run across. So treat everybody the way you want to be treated because uh, you may need each other in the future. So I appreciate you saying that, Coach. Now, how did your time in the military, Coach, and then your tours? You talked about Turkey. How did that? How did all that prepare you as a leader, a mentor, as a teacher? Well, you know, that was some tremendous experience I gained, you know, um, as as a lot of your listeners know, in the military, we can't uh, lose. Yeah. We got to win each day. Yeah. You lose, you lose in the Air Force, you lose lives. Yeah. There's no reset buttons. You know, I, I, I spent time in Desert Storm in Saudi Arabia during the war, and we couldn't lose. You know, people, if we did, people died. And um, so I learned that real quick. I learned to do things right the first time and to prepare. You know, in the military, you prepare every day. So um, um, you prepare for war every day, every day, every day. Um, and it's perfected. It's the, the processes are perfected. So those things I learned. I, and when, you know, I put that into our, our, my, my coaching uh, to, to perfect the day, to get it better, to, 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 to assess your processes and everything you do. And uh, to continually, to, to continually improve them, and uh, whether it's relationships with other people, whether it's X's and O's, you know, you know, I was a fuel specialist uh, for 16 years in the Air Force, and in my last four, I was an ME. We call it MEO, Military Opportunity Specialist. So when I was a fuel specialist, you know, we had checklists, and we always, you know try to perfect the checklist to make it best, the best process in the whole world. So those things that I, I learned from the technical aspect, uh, I applied to, to my, to my basketball coaching and then being a, a human relations specialist, my last four years, loving people and loving to see other people succeed and, 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 um, helping them succeed. And we do that in the military as well. And uh, seeing people reach their goals is is just been uh, the one of the main reasons why I coach basketball, and, and I did that as a supervisor in, in the in the Air Force, and, and um, being able to work for, with people all over the world for, for a common goal and a common purpose uh, has helped me greatly um, with relationships, with recruiting. Um, you know, and, and when I, I when I go out recruiting, I just I get excited because I get to go and talk to not only the young man but the, his parents and or the people around him, and and to be able to recruit him to a university where I represent has a lot to do with the the, the uh, human relations skills that I learned in the Air Force. So they go hand in hand. Wonderful, Coach. That's great. Uh, I like a couple of things you said there. You talk about you know, a checklist that you had and you wanted to perfect that. That's really, you know, I think for us as coaches and as leaders and as mentors, teachers, all that, uh, we should have somewhat of a, maybe not even a mental one, like an actual checklist <laughs> that we go down every day, win the day, win the moment, and, and, you know, be present in the moment, first of all, to be able to do those things. 
so yeah, perfect your checklist. Coaches, make a checklist, perfect it. Uh, be the best version of yourself every day because, you know, you here again, crossing paths with people. Like right now, as we're speaking to each other right now, Coach, I'm like, man, here we are. I'm learning. I'm being mentored even as we speak and taking notes of this. And uh, and the fact you talk about loving to see others succeed, I think that's uh, that's phenomenal. And as coaches, man, if we can show up every day to practice to see others succeed and have a good time with that. Cause that makes, that's what makes it the spice of life, man. When it comes to this coaching thing, relationships. So, uh, here again, man, very, very pertinent stuff, very powerful stuff. Now coach, how, how, how do you, how do you add value and here again, serve within your program there at Vanderbilt? Well, you know, again, being an assistant coach, you know, you have to be a great follower. You know, if you, if you're a great follower to the head coach, your, your uh, student athletes are going to see that, yeah. you know, and and they're going to they're going to um, uh, go off of your lead as as, as being a pure follower, um, and they they're going to follow the head coach. And uh, um, I think I think that is a very important uh, value that I've learned in the military. Um, I think um, my experiences from being in the military twenty years and the things I saw. And then my experiences of being a 14-year Division One assistant coach um, from all levels, uh, Sacramento State, the low level, then then the San Francisco mid-major, then to Oregon State, which was a high major, and then UCLA, a, a high elite major, and then Vanderbilt, you know, the high major in the SEC. So just to share those experiences with not only the um, the kids, uh, the, the student athletes, but but also share it with the staff, mm-hmm. and um, to give all my experiences that I have, and and then uh, be a team player. You know, um, when when uh, other assistant coaches, we have some young assistant coaches uh, here that were that were um, probably needing some mentorship. I was able to share my experiences with them and say, hey, you know when I did it this way or when I saw somebody else do it this way, those were the results, you know, and, and, and being able to be a mentor, not only that, but also the, the head coach as well with my experiences in the in division one college basketball. Yeah, man, that's fantastic because you yeah, be a team, be a, being a team player. Sometimes I think, yeah. it's, I think it gets overlooked in the coaching profession because we, right. we just think about the team itself, the players themselves, and then the coaching right. staff, it's kind of almost like secondary because we work so hard to turn the trust and the love and the affection of those players. We may take the love and the affection that we built already with our staff for granted and uh, not nurture it as much as we would with the player because we always think, well, I don't want to lose that player's attention. I don't want to lose their respect. But the guy sitting on the bench next to you, you don't want to lose his respect either because then that stuff gets cancerous and it could get, get tough. So, yeah. Being a team player is that's big time, Coach. Now, I would ask you, Coach, and to be very candid as well, because I'm sure you will be. You don't seem like the type of dude that holds back, but uh, I know we all have regrets in life in one way or, the, way or another. I mean, we can all say, like, yeah, you know what, no regrets. Uh, I, I wouldn't change a thing. But I heard Scottie Pippen the other day say, I, I wish that didn't happen, but I'd do it again. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, we do, do I have any regrets in life and can I be honest about it and, and how would I change it? So coach, I would ask you, 
Do you have any regrets in your career? And if so, how would you how would you have changed it? Well, you know, the only regret I think about is my time away from my family. Yeah. Um, coaching basketball are long days, uh, especially during the season. You you get up, you get there. You know, you're not coming home at seven or eight p.m. at night. You eat, and then, you know the family's getting ready for their to go to bed. You know, they're doing their, their schoolwork or whatever. So my my regret would be my time away from my family and. It, you know, can I change that? I don't think I can in the way the business is set up. Yeah. Um, but you just have to spend as much time as you can with your family um, when you have the opportunity to. And then you have to have, you know, you, if you're married, um, she she or, or if you're a female coach, uh, he has to understand um, that, you know, you're going to be away from the family. And they have to understand that. And I have a great wife that, that, that's understood that and my children have as well but my regrets is being away from my family yeah no that's a, that's natural man i think that uh, most coaches can sympathize with that you know some may not be able to because they're, they're just starting out kind of young some may not have that good relationship too so they're all they're all right with being away but all right. uh, <laughs> the reality is okay. like when you have a solid home life you know, happy wife, happy life. But coach, you got right. you got six kids. That's a whole different right. story, man. Like I got four, and that's a lot. But I'm right. thinking if I added two more, what we'll be looking at. But you know, right. you know, you think about that that home dynamic, that family dynamic, and and I'm you know I hear what you're saying. My dad always taught me because him and my mom worked tirelessly and endlessly to this day. They still work hard, and uh, we didn't have a lot of time together. You know, they, you know, my dad came to all my games and all that, but there was times where I'd say, Dad, you know, we just don't have the time I wish we had together. And he says, you know, you may not have the time, but you have to make it memorable when you do have the time. You need to make it special when you do have the time. It's not about the right. quantity. It's about the quality. So I think that's always coaches listening out there. You know, it's, it's, it's something we can all kind of, uh, you know, sympathize with to hear that. And so, yeah, Coach, I, I completely hear you 100%. Now, working with young people, you know, it's got to be in your blood at this point. It's got to be in your, your, uh, your mental psyche. Like, that's your focus, man, because that's the, I don't want to say that's the customer or that's the, I don't we know how to put it, but we've got to deliver for them. And so what excites you about working with young people, Coach? You know, to see them develop and uh, to see them come to our school or, or see them in high school and, and then see them develop and, and reach their dreams. Um, and then seeing them being, being productive in society after the plan. You know, I'm still, I, I think the same of all my players I coached, um, just like I, 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 you know, I think the same of them as I think Alonzo Ball and, um, you know, all the guys that are TJ Leaf, uh, all the guys I've coached in the NBA just want to want to play in the NBA. So seeing them successful in life, I coached an NFL player that plays for the Colts. So, um, you know, seeing them successful in their lives, seeing them now with families and raising their children, uh, that's, that's, that's huge for me. That's really big. And, and being able to see them, you know, as a, as an eighth grader, a ninth grader, and, and now they're 30 and they have mm -hmm. family and they're doing well and they're in their field. Yeah. What, they, what they're what they doing is, is the ultimate uh, satisfaction for me. 
um, especially when I get a text or a call and they say, Coach, how you doing? You know, that's that's huge. That's That makes my day. Yeah. Um, you know, and making sure when I reach out to them, making sure that they're all right. Yeah. And all of them, all of them, the ones that just played on my uh, 12-year-old team for Boo Williams all the way up to, you know, the guys that are playing in the NBA. So um, um, it's uh, it's been quite a blessing and, a, and a, you know, for my career path to do the 20 years in the Air Force and serve people and then do coaching basketball and seeing young people succeed. Yeah, Coach, you're talking about, you're going back to what you were talking about as far as, some, you know, your job description in the Air Force and, and having to, or wanting to see others succeed. And that's translated really well into the coaching field because, uh, man, this is the people business. Coaching is the people business. And, yeah. uh, you know, like we're learning through this quarantine. If we don't have no kids, it's like, what do we do? We don't have no kids there. There's no job. It's not like we can just run around and start just coaching people on the streets. Like we need them there and to, to, right. to have a, have a kind of a natural or elation and joy in seeing these kids succeed. Yeah, that does, right. I'm sure you're very fulfilled with what you do. And so, so it was really good stuff. So coach, well, thank you. I'd ask you, cause I've heard, you know, you talked about time with family and how you sacrifice that. And it's, it's been something that's kind of weighed on you, but what else coach would you say you sacrificed or even invested because there's times where we say we sacrifice, but really we're investing uh, to be where you're at today, Coach. You know, you, you sacrifice a lot. You know, <laughs> you know to get to 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 be able to coach at this level, you you sacrifice so many things. Uh, you know, main thing is time. You, you sometimes you sacrifice your health. You know, getting up at four a.m., catch a flight working all day and you know getting up again at 4 a.m to check out and go take your rental car back and you know you're not always eating right so sometimes your health suffers so um um but just you know i wouldn't change it for the world this was this job here is quite a blessing and um to be able to coach and, and stuff like that so not too many regrets and not too many uh, sacrifices other than time away from family and and sometimes sacrificing your health you know um which um i probably need to do a better job of but yeah uh but other than that there's not too much other stuff you know that that i can think of yeah i think for the most part you're pretty you're probably pretty regimented in your, in your right. lifestyle and so i think right. you're getting a check you know perfecting that checklist man like i right. i just i think all of us can learn from that because uh, there's a lot of things that if we're coaching somewhere and we've been coaching somewhere and are in any profession coaching, that means we've done something right. You know, we're not, we're not, right. we're not out on the streets causing trouble or doing anything foul. Uh, right. so, so we should be uh, disciplined enough to check that checklist every day and perfect it to a degree. So yeah, you're right. There's certain things too that I looked at my health was one of them. And I was like, nah, man, I need to get this right. Then my doctor right. said, no, you need to get this right. So I got it right. right. And so, and there's certain, right. certain things you can't help. Like you said, some things are just, it's part of the deal. Uh, but, right. you, but you do, you control what you can control. 
and and whatever that i mean my approach is this i control what i can't control whatever i can i leave it in god's hands and and just uh, you know take that worry off my plate so coach i'd ask you for yourself personally because you go through these journeys and we're talking about you know some of the things that you sacrificed and you've learned from that what else have you learned about yourself throughout your career uh how focused and and um how to overcome so many adversities yeah. in my career. Um, um, just taking the high road sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've learned about my work ethic. Um, I think I've learned about, um, you know, how I can better myself to help others. You know, I've, I've, I've learned, uh, you know, every day I've learned a little bit something new for myself or what I can take and what I can go with the next to the next limit. Yeah. You know, um, um, being able to, um, not only recruit a part of the country, being able to recruit not only United States, but recruit internationally and have great success at every level. Yeah. You know, when, when you're, when you're at Sac state and you, you know, can, you think you can recruit against those Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina and all of them, you, you, you don't quite know until you get to the, you know, I was blessed to get to UCLA and then to get a kid over 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 Duke, you know, and Kavon Looney out of Milwaukee with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know, you learn about yourself then. You know, you learn about, um, you know, overcoming um, maybe self-doubt or, or not, not thinking or not knowing that you could do it until you do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think overcoming those those things of, of, of the self doubt that you get it out of your head and you focus on well, you know, if I'm here, I might as well be able to be the best at it, you know, and, and then and then to go and compete. Um, I have a great competitive level, um, so I've learned learned how to temper that down sometimes <laughs> because sometimes you don't yeah. you don't always need to let everybody know that. So. Um, yeah. You know, um, but there's so many things that I've learned over the years, and and um, so many things that uh, uh, that I've that I've um, you know after I learned them, then I implied them or, 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 or went ahead and did did those things that I learned. Yeah, you're talking about you know consuming knowledge, and right. uh, I think the consumption of knowledge is fantastic. But if you don't do anything about it makes no sense uh you have have to apply it man and and then in turn that becomes wisdom and i I think a wise person will always be a safe person and uh so yeah i love what you talk about competitiveness uh yeah we i think there's as coaches sometimes we want to jump on the floor and do it for our players the mind baby the mind may be willing but the body's probably not able but uh, you got to dial it back man and like what you're saying basically about your self-doubt and then it turning into self-awareness and then right. and, and kind of knowing that where you're at you belong when you walk into that right. room where you were invited you belong otherwise you wouldn't have been invited <laughs> you know okay. so I, I like that coach Very i really true. do i really do i can hear what you're saying without you almost saying it basically Thank you. so coach uh I, I asked this question about legacy right because we all look back on on our lives on somebody else's life uh, and we think about what did they accomplish, Coach? This this week, right? Coach Sutton uh, passed on. You know, week before last, Jerry Sloan, 
Uh, we think about those coaches and we think about what was their legacy. And although we may not have known them personally, other people that have had a lot to say. And I think to myself, right. man, I hope somebody has something good to say about me, not just my family and maybe my wife, but, you know, I, I want other people to say some good things now. Coach, what would you, you know, I know you still got some time. You're still, you're, you're still going to be in this game a while. So, Coach, what would, you, what would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done? I think, you know, the, the, the main thing would be is uh, being a good person. Uh, I think that's first and foremost, the guy that did it right, a guy that had incredible work ethic, a guy that started from the bottom and uh, worked his way up. Um, so, um, you know, I had to earn things where some people get the silver spoon to they get to start at third base, you know, they don't, they don't have to start at first. So I had to start at home plate to get a hit to get yeah. to make it, you know, I had to overcome some things. I didn't play division one basketball uh, due to the fact I joined the military. Um, so I, I got into business late, you know, so um, to overcome those and, and had to catch up with everybody else uh, in my peer group. So, um, but being, being a person that's, that has incredible work ethic, um, they cared about people, um, cared about people's other people's success, and um, and and then the new as X's and O's. You know, I get I get labeled as a recruiter because I've had success doing it, and being assistant coach, you always sometimes don't get labeled as an X's and O's guy. But knowing my X's and O's, knowing how to um, you know win basketball games, we we won a, a lot of games when I was a head high school coach and an AAU coach. So. Um, more than just a recruiter, but um, and, and, and also being a, a, one of the best recruiters in the country is, is quite an honor. Um, my peers gave me that in a in a survey, so I'm very proud of that um, because it came from my peers. And um, so all those things in one, but the most important, the person that that um, was a good person that cared about other people and, and then had success in, in this business. Coach? I thank you so much for your time. Uh, oh, I just, I, I really appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. And uh, oh, here you. again, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your perspective and, and your journey as well. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. It's quite an honor to be on your show. Those are some great questions. You're doing a great job. And uh, thank you. I'm a big fan of you now. I, I, I'm getting to know you better. And, and uh, you, you, you got a great thing going here. I can't wait to get down to San Antonio to get some of that good, good food down there. Yes, and yes, uh, yeah, and be be amongst my people in the military community. And that's uh, right. Um, it's always good, you know. I tell people all the time: wherever if I go to a city and there's an Air Force base or or military base, that's where I'm headed first because I feel <laughs> like I'm at home when yeah. I get on the base, you know. Um, so yeah, we've got so, plenty of them here. Yeah, you do. You do. You, you definitely do. And you got a lot of, lot of talented coaches down there, and a lot of sure. talented um, players. You know, so uh, um, I'm, I love San Antonio. I can't wait for the Final Four to, to rotate back to to that great city, and and then you know I always want to recruit a kid down there too, so I get to come down there. All so right. Thank you guys. Oh, thank thank you. you, and for having me. Yes, sir. You, I appreciate you. Thank you.